listening to the bob and bo show here are your hosts ty bob ty bo and sean welcome back to the show everyone i am ty bob we've got ty bo and sean uh ty bo and i are back together again if you have not caught the chief show uh first time since preseason when we were trying to figure this whole thing out and uh the the, the t2c podcast podcast. much better as the bob and bo I like that. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Well, week 17 has kind of come to an end. Not really. Still don't know. We don't know. Um, Everybody knows. uh, If you don't know what's going on, uh, you're living under a rock. The Bengals and Bills were supposed to play last night or two nights ago, now that you're hearing this. On Monday, the game was stopped with five minutes and change left in the first quarter after uh, corner DeMar Hamlin goes down with a hit from T. Higgins. Normal play, um, no head involved, no no hitting of the head from uh, T. Higgins involved. It was very normal play. I've taken thousands of these hits between practice and games all the way through college. Tybo, I'm sure, has taken thousands <clears throat> Just a normal play. It's not anything different. Realistically, offensive linemen and defensive linemen take those sorts of hits basically every single play. Um, anyways, uh, Hamlin does go go down. He comes right back up. He falls right back down. Um, ambulance was brought onto the field for only the second time in NFL history. That was interesting. Uh, players swarmed uh, to cover what was going on, taking knees, praying, crying. Um did CPR for nine minutes, got uh, DeMar Hamlin back, put him into the uh, ambulance, got him out of the stadium, took his mother from the crowd, got him to the ambulance, was able to take him to the hospital um, where they had stated that he was in uh, critical condition. Um, they were he, he had been intubated and sedated, 100% ventilation, uh, not breathing on his own still. Um, reports went on all night long. The game was not important at that point in time, but had eventually decided the NFL had decided to suspend, suspend it. I don't think they had a choice regardless. Uh, the players were adamant about that, that they they could not play. Some Bills players left and went home to New York that night. Some stayed, including the likes of Stephon Diggs, who went to the hospital. <clears throat> um, not really any updates in the morning. Um, players went and said their goodbyes as they went back to Buffalo. No game would be played today on Tuesday. No game is going to be played on Wednesday. The NFL did make a statement about what would be going on. Um, they they had stated that the uh, the NFL continues to be in regular contact with the medical team caring for Demar Hamlin and also the Bills and Bengals organizations and the NFL Players Association. After speaking with both teams and NFLPA leadership, the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell informed the clubs today that the Bills Bengals game will not uh, be resumed this week. The NFL had made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. The league has not made any changes to week 18 regular season uh, schedule. We will continue to provide additional information as it becomes available. So as of right now, that was this morning's afternoon, the NFL had made no changes to week 18. It is currently going to continue as scheduled for the time being. Um, And this contest has been put to a halt at the moment. Now, um, Obviously, thoughts and prayers out to DeMar. It seems like he is getting better. There was a report uh, from Cameron Wolf, uh, who works for the NFL Network. He was outside the hospital and spoke with DeMar Hamlin's uncle, Dorian Glenn, uh, who stated that his nephew is on a ventilator, but he's improved to 50% oxygen needed after being at 100%. He is still sedated. The current main focus is recovering to breathe on his own and healing the lungs. So, Good news is happening there in Cincinnati through their health system. 
being taken care of um, and getting getting the best possible care that that uh, any hospital can really get him. Um, won't speculate on what happened. They have not come out and said what has happened. Um, we'll we'll just have to wait for further information. What do you mean? They they have not stated exactly what the cause was. We can assume again. I don't like to speculate, but we can assume it was some sort. It was a cardiac arrest of some sort. We cannot it's, definitively uh, state exactly what it was, as they have not released that information. Well, I'm reading an article that basically, like, people are. It's so a, a very similar injury happened to a hockey player, Chris Pronger, mm-hmm. when he played for the Blues. Um, he did not get CPR done right away. Like he was in stable enough condition. Like he went to the hospital and everything. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a cardiac event. It's, it causes irregular rhythm in the heart. And I, they, the condition that this specialist here believes is uh commodio cordis. Correct. Which um, is uh, taking a particular fibrillation. Yep. What that is, is is taking a hit um, at the complete incorrect time of the heart rhythm, sending it into um, sort of AFib or or irregular rhythm that can be lethal. Um, Again, that does not come from his doctors. That is a lot of um, that is a lot of Twitter uh, MDs, which is why I didn't want to speculate. I I have read that and and talked to my wife, who's a who's a nurse and, and other nurses and EMTs. Um, and athletic trainers who believe that is the case, but until his doctors come out and say what it was, I I don't it like just, to speculate. It, it, on it happened things. very similar to the prom, pronger injury. Yes. This is definitely a way more serious case, um, and it is the most common in Little League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, not very common in general. It says like 15 to 20 cases a year, um, but if a little boy is getting nailed in the chest with a baseball off a bat, um, that's where you see it mostly happen. Yep. Um, and obviously thoughts and prayers out to him, his family, teammates, all the Bengals players and staff, everybody who was there, um, who, who had to witness that, that is in a a traumatic event. I watched it on TV and I looked over at my wife and I said, I think we just saw our first player die on a field, which thankfully that is not the case. But at the time, that's what it seemed like. Um, I thought the coverage team played it well. Uh, I think uh, Dan or- Orlovsky and and his team, Ryan Clark and his team, Adam Schefter, Booger, McFarland, everybody did what they could. I mean, we saw we saw a prayer on national television, which doesn't happen. Players um, and tears. You know the 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 event itself um, cannot be underplayed. With that said, there are implications, and I think obviously we'll continue to keep Hamlin and his and his family and thoughts and prayers and teammates. But we've come to a crossroads at what is going to happen in the NFL, and conversations now need to be talked about because not only did this game have major playoff implications, because don't get me wrong, folks, this is a billion dollar, if not a trillion dollar company, nothing is going to stop it. It will continue to run. So there are things that need to be talked about. How is it going to continue to run? What are the implications for each and every scenario? Um, Since the game was suspended, it has yet to be fully canceled. The NFL has not decided when this should resume. There are many different scenarios. There are scenarios where this game can be played could be played this week and you push week 18 where we uh, have obviously stated that currently as it is scheduled week 18 will go on the chiefs will play the raiders on saturday uh but at any moment the nfl could decide to suspend week 18 push it back a week which means that the afs there would be no bye week between the divisional round and the AFC NFC championship games. They would go right from playing their divisional games into the following week of playing in the championship games. They could also decide to, I I don't think this would happen, but they could take the week in between the AFC championship and NFC championship game and take that by week away and play the, uh, I think they've actually got like two weeks there. So they could take one of those weeks away 
um, if they so choose and push the playoffs and push week 18. They could push the playoffs and have week 18 and then have week 17 played depending on playoff implications. Do, do the teams decide now? My thought process on this, and tell me if you guys agree or not, NFL is going to force the Bills and the Bengals or the situation in general to have a decision made well before Saturday. Yeah, I I think the only thoughts really going through my head is like, this is an urgent situation. The, the bills and Bengals can't just choose to sit out the rest of the year or whatever. Like I understand is it a true, it is a traumatic event, but injuries do happen in this game. Um, you you almost sign a mental liability waiver going into playing the sport. You understand the danger that is running full speed with helmets and pads on and knocking each other around with reckless abandon. Like there's the players that play like that. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think there was any um, – Let's like malpractice or ill will in the incident that went that went on. It was a naturally occurring thing, um, and, and it was scary to see. And I really feel for all the players that were down on the field when it happened. Um, but I think uh, the NFL uh, needs to have a sense of urgency in making this decision because you let it go on for too long, and you know you're going to get speculation from fans. You're going to get uh, just like a lot of a lot of camps of people going back and forth and creating kind of a negative PR thing for the for the NFL. Um, I feel like I would, you know, I, I just want a decision. Whatever all the parts involved in making that decision feel like is the best way to go. I'm I'm go- I'm probably not going to complain about the decision either way. Exactly. As long as there is a decision made, there is a plan put in place to finish the season in. in an appropriate manner. Um, you know, that's, that's all the fans really want. Um, I think you leave too much open, um, for discussion and debate. Um, and just, you know, I mean, since the beginning of the media, you know, any PR is good PR. So even if it's people talking negatively about the whole situation, the NFL is still getting talked about and still trending. So that's one way to look at, but, you know, I would prefer that that gets nipped in the bud and, People shut up about it. There's just a decision made soon. Unless you're Skip Bayless. Sure. Except I, Skip, uh, Shannon Sharp didn't show up to work because of that stupid tweet, didn't he? I, he did. They did not say why Shannon Sharp did not show up to Undisputed. However, it can it can be well agreed upon without knowing for sure that that was the reason Shannon Sharp did not show up to 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 work today. Even as a former Bronco, I do like Shannon Sharp as a, as a personality. <laughs> yes. I, that was a completely stupid tweet by Skip. I do not like Skip as a person. I feel like he definitely could have worded that a lot better. He worded it to make it sound like the worst way possible. And I don't think he was coming off that way. But it is what it is. It's out there. He said what he said. There it is. I do really enjoy how good, or not really enjoy... I'm really thankful for the intensive care unit they have in Cincinnati because there have been multiple traumatic events that have happened in Cincinnati recently. As of recent, uh, Antonio Brown, Ryan Shazier, and now Damar Hamlin, they have a great care unit there, and I'm glad that they have some of the best doctors they can over there for them. Sorry, guys. We are having a little bit of technical difficulties here. Um but yeah, so there's there's a f- scenarios that need to get played out here. Um, you've got seedings that take place. The Bengals, the Bills, and of course the Chiefs could all acquire the number one seed, number two seed, or number three seed over the course of week 17 that hasn't finished playing out and week 18. Uh, personally, I believe that the NFL should and will make a decision on whatever – the outcome will be of week 17 prior to Saturday, probably by Thursday, I would say no later than Friday morning, a decision has to be made on how it's going to play out. 
um, because they will have to get uh, their TV contracts taken care of. Uh, they will have to get the seatings taken care of. And whether we think it's Im- somebody thinks it's important or not, obviously, DeMar's health is important, but the NFL beast will continue to go on. Given that, um, like we've talked about, we could push off. Uh, there's another couple scenarios of either a no contest or a tie. Um You've got the no contest, which would just void this game. The Bengals and the Bills would both play one less game than everybody else in the NFL. The NFL could decide to take it as a um, at the win percentages to base off what the seedings are. That's where it gets a little hairy. Now, they could decide that both teams take a tie. Um, now that would be an odd playoff implication. Obviously the, the, the Bengals would, I think that would give them the division win and that would solidify them at third place in the AFC. It's where it gets tricky for the chiefs. Now I've heard yes. And I've heard no on how this plays out in my mind. If the bills take, if, if they take the tie, I believe the Bills would still hold the number one seed. It gives them the game over the Chiefs since they won head-to-head. It would also give them the half game. Now, the Chiefs would have one more win, but the Bills uh, would still have the half game for the tie and then the head-to-head. I I believe that would give them the number one seed, but I am not totally for sure. I've also heard the opposite, that it would still give the Chiefs the number one seed. Do you guys – Well, if we're 14-3 – and And they're 13-3 and 1. I think we technically have a higher winning percentage. We've won more games in the same amount of games. Now, winning percentage only comes in in play if they counted a no contest and give no ties, no wins, no loss. Well, but that's how the seeding normally works out. Like whoever had like it's until ties become involved because ties are accounted as a half game. So they would count it as a half game win. Meaning if you if you do the if you math it, we did better on the season. If you math it, yes, but then you also have the head to head. This is uh, yeah, I but the head to head only comes into play if the records are the same. Yeah, if the that, records yeah. are identical, right. then the head to head is what decides who's number one, who's okay. number two. That would make sense. But pure winning percentage is how the seeding goes. And if they have a tie in the same amount of losses as us, we have the better win percentage, which would make would would de facto put us number one. That makes sense. That I I can see where I'm wrong, and that you know, um, it, it's a little confusing. I wish the league did away with ties because it does make it confusing. This isn't soccer; we don't play points based. It is win loss. Um, I think a no contest would probably be better here. Um, but I believe there is a bylaw in the NFL that we as Chiefs fans almost found out last year when we played the Bills at home in Arrowhead and ended up playing the full game and lost. There's a couple different rules. Number one, a game can be called if you play it through one full half. They can take the score, whatever it is, at halftime if the game cannot be resumed, either due to weather or in instant instances like this. If it does not come to this, Playing, playing a half of a game, there is a bylaw in, in the rules that states you can do a coin flip. And a coin flip decides when winner and loser. Oh, different situation. I was thinking years back there was a playoff situation where they went down the tiebreakers when they all like a, a, two teams had the same record and there wasn't anything that broke the tie. And they they flipped a coin on who went into the playoffs. That may have happened. Yeah, earlier. But the different situations from what we're talking about. Like right. it's not it's not deciding a win or loss on a game. But I do remember uh, that drama. They made it a whole production too. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, Sean, does anything sound like it's the better option out of the out of the few that is there, whether playing or flipping a coin or taking a no contest or a tie? The the no contest and, and the tie are not part of the bylaws. The the coin flip is the only thing. Now they can make up their rules as this is an unprecedented situation. 
what would seem like it would be the right call? I don't think we're ever going to get the right call on this, no matter what happens. So whatever they choose is what I'm, whatever I'm going to be fine with. Like we can't change what happens after that. Yeah. Other than that, folks, there's, there's, there's no more information. That's only speculation on what can be done. Um, I mean, at, at this point, we've just got to sit tight and wait for the people to make the decision. Um, there, there's not much more. I mean, for the NFL, there's, there's not much more just to sit back and wait. And, and for Demar, there's not much more to just sit back and wait. Go ahead. I, I am so glad that they decided not to keep playing that game, though, because there was a point. Surely, was the right decision thought, to suspend the game. I thought Goodell was going to make him go out there and finish that game. I thought he was too. It, it it was clearly the right decision by the NFL and a good job. There are a lot of things going around making the, the players have to warm up and blah, blah, blah. I, I People are coming out and saying yes and no who are insiders or people who work for the NFL. At the end of the day, nothing – it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the right decision was made. Players were got off the field and got the help that they needed um, and, and most importantly got DeMar to the hospital. At, at the same time, talking about all the possibilities of what the NFL could do with um, postponing the game, um, I would, I, I really do want to see them play the game out. I would hate um, some alternative way of deciding this game costing a team, you know, a, a chance in the playoffs. Right. Like if, if, if um, you know, yes, of course, I would love the Chiefs to have the number one seed, but if we get it by a coin flip um, and the, the, the bills get derailed or however it shakes out, I, I, I would, I want the players to be able to decide their fate and not it um, being something that's out of their hands, out of their control, because I do think that would be unfair. Um, but the, the logistics of still playing that game and when do they play their last game of the season Um you know, it's it's a tough call, but, uh, you know, decision sooner rather than later, obviously, um, would be best for this situation. So, um, an odd, awkward transition from that, but we do have games that did happen over the weekend. It was fantasy football championship weekend for most people. There are still a few that are going to be going in week 18 so sean will be covering that as well i think one of my leagues i thought it was done this week but it apparently doesn't end until next week so um sean let's get a recap of your just the tips i just want to come in here and say i won my league love seeing that came in for Tabo to pay me uh love that first win sean, let's, ever. let's talk let's uh let's work something out what you got here, man? <laughs> anyway, I'm still waiting. I, I took uh, I took second in one league. Uh, that one's over with because I decided to take your advice and bench Mike Evans. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't take my advice. I started him. Um, I'm still waiting on the results of one other um, due to the the Bengals uh, Bills game. Uh, but before the game started, I was up by 71, and he had three players from the Bengals. So I, I think I don't know. We'll have to see how that one plays out. Funds are on hold currently. I'm gonna let up like fifty or sixty. The only player left playing is James Cook for me, so I, nice. I think it's safe to say for me. And here's the stardom for the week. Jared Goff against Chicago came away with twenty two points. Pretty solid effort from him. Aaron Rodgers looked a little bit better than he has recently and came away with sixteen points. Not much, but better than he has been. And look who's here right now. The bus that we always talk about. Trevor Lawrence. You want to guess how many points he had this week, Ty Bob? Top five fantasy uh, quarterback? Had, in mine, he, I believe he had 13. In our league, he had four. <laughs> That's your top five fantasy quarterback right there. Bust. Running backs here. Cam Akers continuing his resurgence throughout the year now. Came away with 15 points. Tyler Algeyer, big week from him. Came away with 16 points. And big, big bust. I thought he was going to do better last or this week. 
Hopefully it was a little bit like last week. Deontay Foreman only had three points. Sad day for him. But we got some good news for the receivers here. For some of them anyways. Chris Godwin came away with 22 points. Big day for him. Devontae Smith did not burn me this week. 21 points. Good to see that. Christian Watson did burn me. He came away with two points. He played, but not very the good. still won. That's crazy. Big time. Tight ends. Cole Komet. 10 points. It was basically just a catch and a touchdown. Maybe he had a little bit extra after that, but he got you 10 points as a tight end. Darren Waller, though, without Derek Carr. Jared Stidham threw the ball his way a lot and he came away with 16 points. Yo, good call. Stardom wasn't too bad. You're going to love to sit him because that's where it really went off the rails. Except for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins had seven points. It was not a noon game. It was, he was not ready to play. Justin Herbert came away with 16 points. I believe that was below his projected, so I'll take it. And obviously, Josh Allen is not applicable in this situation. I don't know what's going on with that game. If they ever play that game, I'll update it. But as of right now, nothing. Leonard Fournette, strong, solid seven points. Pretty bad right there. A player that really decides my grade right here for the whole entire thing, Josh Jacobs. 18 points. Ah. Could have been worse. Why would you? Why would you sit the old like, like yards leader? The I mean, come on. He had like five points the previous week. Post game presser was not good. He was not happy. He they they asked him basically about his situation. He just pretty much told them to fuck off and like I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. Yikes. Not good. Najee Harris. Big game, 21 points. Good for him. Christian Kirk, uh, one of your favorite players, favorite targets, Ty Bob. Four points. That's a bus quarterback right there. <laughs> Jalen Waddell came away with eight points. Can't expect too much whenever Teddy Two Gloves goes out and you have Skylar Thompson as your quarterback as well. Not good. The biggest mistake of the year. By far. Mike Evans on the sit came away with a 50-piece. Like, top five performances in fantasy championship games. <laughs> Maybe a top five performance, period. There are not many people who hit 50-plus. Well, I didn't see any. The only one, the only tweet I saw was top five performance in a fantasy championship game behind, like, Alvin Kamara, uh, Jamar Chase from last year, a couple other names out there. I, I don't. I mean, there are some insane scores out there, so I don't think it's top ten all time. But maybe not top ten all time. But it is. There, yeah. He's. It's definitely up there for all time performances. Yeah. Three tutties, two hundred yards. You don't see that. All three of touchdowns for the day. For the day. Not good. Love to see that. Love it, man. I'm gonna sit him. Tight ends. David and Joku. Big struggles there. Came away with only three points. And Dawson Knox, same as Josh Allen. Not applicable. And that was just the tips. Oh, what's our grade? <laughs> so, like, I was strongly considering B minus before you got to sit him. <laughs> and then you missed on Josh Jacobs. Uh, this is. Because there are some redeeming aspects of your stardom list, I'm giving you a D minus. It's not that bad of a fall. You you did say uh, uh, in the last show you you said it was going to be C C minus D plus. I think it's probably more towards the D D plus C minus than it is the D minus. Um, Sometimes he's, he is, he's sometimes that, he is. He sat the fifth best I, or fourth best performance in a fantasy championship. He, he did. He did. While at the same time, same time telling people to sit the rushing leader for the year. I, it, it is bad, and that's where the D plus comes in. It's not good. Those are the bad mistakes. Everything else was okay, though. Well, last week, folks, we did bring you 
the best damn power ranking you can get anywhere. We always do. We always have. And it was coaches. And so there may need to be a few changes. If there are any, Sean will tell you who is out. Tybo will tell you who is in. But here is our list of the top 10 best coaches in the league this season, 2022-2023. Starting off with number one, Andy Reid. At number two, Sean McDermott. At three, we had Kyle Shanahan. Following him was John Harbaugh and then Pete Carroll. Picking up at six was Nick Sirianni. At seven, Doug Peterson. Eight, Mike Vrabel. Nine, Mike McDaniel. And capping off the top 10 was Robert Salah. And guess the two that are going out. Yes to Robert Salah and Mike McDaniel. Robert Salah is no longer in the playoffs this year. Mike McDaniel will be fighting for a playoff spot next week. We'll see what happens. And both teams just look bad. Um, yeah. Looked poorly coached this past week. But the two that deserved probably an honorable mention uh, last week, uh, we didn't say anything about them, but they are two of the best when it comes to longevity. Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin. Uh, we made the executive decision to put Tomlin at nine uh, and Belichick at 10. Um, I was in the minority here. Um, I think Belichick is working with less um, and still having a good coaching year. Um, but, you know, this is, and he definitely has more rings than Mike Tomlin. Um, but Mike Tomlin, uh, this, he's possibly going for his first year without a winning record um so again speaking to the longevity he's not he's not dealing with the best talent at quarterback um so the, what they've been able to do um with their subpar teams this year um i still think speaks to and highlights how good of coaches they really are one thing that should be highlighted out of there as well, I think we all agreed that Tomlin and the Steelers are dealing with a much better division. They've got two top-heavy teams, especially when Lamar plays and the Ravens and the Bengals, who just went to the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, you do have the Bills that are in the AFC East. However, outside of that, it seems like it could, it could really be a wash. Much better than they have been all collectively in, in previous seasons when Tom Brady was there, but um, obviously not as good as everybody in in the North. And that brings us to our games of the week. Obviously, my pick uh, was going to be the Bills, Bills Bengals, which we've talked about and don't know much more about. So I'm going to remove myself from games of the week. Uh, so let's turn it over uh, to our first one. So I had Jets Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks win this one 23 to six. The Jets are eliminated from playoff contention. The Seahawks find themselves still alive. Um, still have to have some things go their way, but they are in playoff contention. Now, when you look at the box score, the stats are still very similar across the board. The Jets had more passing yards. The Seahawks had more rushing yards. But the numbers across the board are very similar. First downs are identical. Um, third down efficiency is very similar. The big the big disparity in this game was the turnovers. The Jets let go of the ball three times. The Seahawks didn't have any turnovers. Um, it, for two teams that were in very similar boats going into this game, the Seahawks proved to be the the dominant one of the matchup. They are were clearly the better team in this game. Um, and while the scoreboard or the box score doesn't look like they dominated uh, on all aspects, their defense was very opportunistic and the game was never out of hand for them. Um, so they look like a more complete team going into the playoffs. Um, Jets being gone, um, I think they have the chance to spoil somebody next week. Do they play the Dolphins? Is that what it is? Uh, the Jets do play the Dolphins and have an opportunity to spoil that. Yeah, so um, maybe they go ahead and lose another game to get a better draft pick, or we might see them spoil uh, the Dolphins' playoff chances. But 
the Seahawks uh, bounced back after, after, you know, a bad showing in Arrowhead. So clearly the better team here, um, but not a great game to watch. They clearly play much better when Tyler Lockett is not only in the lineup, but involved. Um, and to be able to go out there and do what he's doing on the fracture that he has in his finger, uh, very, very impressive. Moving on to my game of the week, we had the Vikings versus Packers. Start off pretty good for the Vikings. They got a blocked punt early on, and they got first and goal on the one. Ended up just getting a field goal out of that. And then it was all Packers after that, as they had 41 unanswered points, 41 straight points. That is hard to do. And you love to do that, especially against a 12-3 and team, possibly the worst 12-3 and team of all time in the Minnesota Vikings. It all started off with a touchdown on a kickoff return. That was exciting. This was his second week in a row with a big kickoff return. Love to see that. Immediately opened up with a pick six, 75-yard pick six. Remember, this game was at 305, 325. So this was not a noon game for Kirk Cousins. He's not going to shine. And this is what happens to him. He plays like poo-poo. They, they lose tremendously. And one crazy thing that was going on during this game, Jair Alexander, after he shut down Justin Jefferson on a play, started grittying right next to him. He's kind of expecting a flag from that. But here we are. He did hold up all the ridiculous though. taunting calls there's been out there. That I thought this was for sure going to get it, but yeah, they've gone away from those taunting calls most specifically because if you can go away from a player, if you're going away from them or away from the sideline or just the other team in general, they'll generally let you get away with almost anything. It just can't be directed towards, towards that other team. And here's the best part about that for Jair Alexander. He held Justin Jefferson to one catch for 15 yards. That is tremendous in and of itself after he had nine receptions for 184 yards and two touchdowns in the first meeting between the two teams. Big difference there. And right now, Green Bay has a chance. Uh, if Seattle ends up losing the game next week, guess what happens? Winner take all, Sunday Night Football, Lions, Packers. You love to see it. Love to see love it. Love to see Wait, the Lions are still in contention? The Lions are still in contention. As long if the, as the if the Seahawks, Seahawks lose, lose, it's a winner take all. So if we will I, know the Packers. We'll know by Sunday night football whether the Lions still have a chance before they even play. Yeah. Which sucks so much for the Lions, but man, I'm really pulling for them. Um that's an odd decision for the NFL to play the Seahawks, the Packers, and the Lions at totally different times, knowing that they're still knowing that there's still implications and one team will know whether they're in that they're playing for contention or not by the time their game comes up. Now, I feel like they probably didn't have that much time um or that many options. You don't want to fill your Sunday night football game with game that doesn't matter. Um, that's not really a rivalry when it comes down to the final week. Um, so I don't know if they had really much other, many other options. Um, so it's just a, a tough situation that, that the NFL was in for week 18 scheduling. I'm a little irked that we have a slightly short week that we're playing on a Saturday, but it is what it is. It also means that we get an extra day of rest, especially if we don't get the number one seed. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get the number one seed. The Kansas City Chiefs do get that extra day of rest. It is the Raiders. They're not really playing for anything other than most of their jobs. Um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that more later on this week. Um, but some some interesting moves by the NFL for scheduling in Week 18. Which that brings us to our pick'em for the week. Very interesting developments coming here, boys. I had a bad week. Yeah. 
you love to see it because this is my first time seeing the spreadsheet is how it is working out in week 17 your loser for the week who's been skidded to a screeching halt Tybo screeching halt that is nine wins with six losses still positive record rounding out in third place for the week that brings Sean to second place in the week 10 wins five losses and that means I'm your winner at 12 wins three losses a great week we all probably would have had one more win calling the Bengals the winners for the week Um, but how this shapes up it still puts me in last place overall but the gap has (laughs) what a big shake up The, the gap is closed because that takes me from, I believe, four or five games out, uh, excuse me, from from uh, three games away from Sean to just one. I'm at 146 wins, 106 losses. Sean's at 147 wins, 104 losses. That math isn't mathing. Yeah, I was going to say, you need to... Yeah. It's, uh, it's 105 wins, I'm sorry. Or uh, 105 losses, sorry. Sean is at 104 losses, which brings Tybo still to the leader after 17 weeks. 154 wins. 98 losses has yet to hit the 100 loss mark but it will happen in week 18 about to go perfect next week it's gonna happen (laughs) in week 18 don't forget this does spill into the playoffs and maybe next year we do a little survivor pool with some of you listeners uh so that would be great but still first second and third has stayed the same uh for a large portion the second half of the season uh, after Sean decided to take a dive. I'm coming up. So, Sean, coming for your spot. You. <laughs> you, I'm coming for your spot you want by the, the Super Bowl. Know, eh? I'm coming. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I will never be. Oh, hey, Ty Bob, just so you know, you can't, you have to pick first next time. Because if you don't, if you don't, Ty Bob goes first. I will pick where I like. I've done the best when I go first. So, I yeah. will pick where I like. He's in the worst when he goes last. He can't go last. He can't can't go last. He cannot go last. I'll make a decision because we don't have a pick for this week. No Thursday, no Monday. Thank God. It will be a trash-ass game on a Thursday (laughs) night this week. It's sad, though, because we won't get the... We won't see Tyler. Oh, Tyler. No no boring sideline reporting from Sean. I'm going to miss it. What do you mean? He's right there. Yeah. (laughs) Back to you. (laughs) I got to say, aside from the, our, our games of the week, there wasn't a ton that really needs to be talked about. What, the one that does need to be discussed is the Panthers-Bucks game. Uh, Bucks did win 30-24. to 24. Bucks have now been eliminated. This was their only shot at winning. Sorry, the Panthers, it was their only shot at make trying to make the playoffs was beating the Bucks and then winning their next game. They could have gotten it. Um, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, pull it out. Mike Evans, three touchdowns, 201 yards. Um, Sam Darnold looked like he was seeing ghosts out there. The Bucks defense actually put together a solid game in the second half of the season. Not a surprise for Tybo and I as we both picked this game. Sean, how do you feel for picking the Panthers? They had it up until the very end, man. I was so excited seeing that. Mike Evans just had to go off. There was a shocker in Vegas. The Raiders took the 49ers to overtime with Jared Studham at quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I did see a couple tweets out there. It's like we, as Chiefs fans, we get very frustrated when we see us uh, barely beat the Broncos. But uh, the Raiders did take the 49ers into overtime um, with Jared Studley Ham. Uh, stid, st- stid ham, st- stud him, uh, start him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, any given day, any given Sunday, uh, NFL teams are professionals for a reason. So, you know, cut us, cut the Chiefs a little break. Speaking of that game, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but that Devontae Adams catch. Holy he had a couple shit. in that game, but that one was. Because of all their botched decision-making this year, they're losing two of the best positional players in football right now. Jacobs doesn't want to be there. Devontae Adams doesn't want to be there. Derek Carr is not going to be there. Uh, I I mean, the Raiders really 
fumbled the bag this year. Unless they get Tom Brady. Let's talk about fumble the bag for just a minute. Because I think this team and this coach specifically really screwed themselves. We talked about it earlier in the week, early last week. Why in the world is Ron Rivera and the commies starting Carson Wentz? We could have got it this week. Why are they doing that? And in the post-game presser, Ron Rivera learned that he could have been eliminated this week and was, and was. Uh, They did need the Seahawks to lose to stay in contention. The Seahawks obviously won. Uh, and and he learned in his post-game presser that they the the commies could be eliminated this week and played the worst possible quarterback for their team to to even try and attempt to win. Hot take here. I think Ron Rivera did that because he wants to go back to Carolina. There's a spot open. He could go into uh and bring Cam back. GM. He can go into the GM time. position somewhere up there. But he does not want to be there with Carson Wentz anymore. I don't blame him. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. If they win, it's a non-issue, right? If they win, it's a non-issue. Like, if so, if 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 he was focused on winning, now starting Carson Wentz doesn't help your case there. Mm-hmm. But if as a, you know, as a whole, they were focused on winning and that was their you know, singular focus for the week, you know, they win and it's a non-factor, but losing and then that same conversation happening in the, you know, presser, not, not a good look. I don't believe Ron Rivera, as much as I like him as a person and how good of a coach he has been throughout his entire career, I don't believe these last few years have been kind enough for him to be able to find a job when this one should end in Washington. Very poor in Carolina the last few years with and without Cam. Came in and did fine, changed the culture, did a really good job at being able to keep it about the team and winning games and not what's going on behind the scenes with Dan Snyder and everything else. But whether there's going to be a new owner or not, I think Ron Rivera may have found his last days in the NFL. You know, it's also no coincidence that they decided to unveil uh, Major Tutty uh, this week and <laughs> eliminated from the playoffs. Um, at the same time, what the hell are you doing introducing a new mascot at week 17 in the season? Save this it for next season. This is what they Make do, the man. announcement in the offseason or something. Like, this was such a... A weird. I hadn't even head scratching move. You've never seen. You haven't seen the pictures. Of no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go and check it out after the show. You're gonna have to see it right now. Check it right Major now. Major Tutty was embarrassing. Major Tutty. It's a. They I'm not they choose the absolute worst times to unveil anything and do anything with them because they did this with Sean Taylor for the past few years. They unveiled. They said it was a statue of him, and it was literally just his jersey on a major <laughs> player. Why is he a pig? He sees, he sees the thumbnail video of him running out on the field. Why is he a pig? Major Why Teddy, man. <laughs> Why does he have a pod bag? That's worse than Brownie the Elf, bro. That's, yeah. that's, that's worse than Brownie the Elf. That is awful. That is so oh, bad. All right, final final game that needs to be discussed here. There was a few others with playoff implications, but more so seedings. Um, and the standings didn't really change in those, namely the Saints Eagles game. Um, don't really need to talk about that one that you know, Garner Minshew and whatnot. But, uh, the big one Dolphins Patriots. Dolphins take a loss to the Patriots 23 to 21. We've talked about Tyreek Hill and how he has less touchdowns than Jarek McKinnon. Uh, how his quarterback is not the most accurate quarterback in the league. Neither is he the most efficient, nor has the best arm. Yada yada yada. Wait, wait, wait. did two play this week? No. Two did not play this oh, week. Okay. It was Teddy Bridgewater, and then it went to uh, uh, Skyler Thompson. Okay, so you're talking about two. You're talking about two of criticism here, but <laughs> there needs to be some two of criticism, and I think they will probably more likely, most likely, move off of him in the off season. Um, and Tua is out again this upcoming week for Week 18, uh, where they do need a win against. The Bills to stay in. Or, excuse me, the Jets. Okay, they play, the, they play they the, Jets the Jets. They can, uh, but Tua is out again. 
it'll either be Skylar Thompson or um, uh, Teddy Two Gloves to take the helm and try and get them to the playoffs. Then we'll have to see what happens uh, after that with Tua. Um, but not a good loss for Mike McDaniel. Very good win for Bill Belichick uh, to keep his team in. I don't know if there's anything else to say. Not good by the Dolphins. A massive slide in the second half of the season. I got one more game to talk about because it's going to be a quick one. They may be fighting for a playoff spot now, but the Steelers versus Ravens game wasn't super exciting until the very end, and Kenny Pickett came through and had his first game-winning drive. Stop it. It wasn't exciting at all. It came down to a field. He avoided the sack, which almost anybody else for the Steelers would have got sacked there. Threw it on a dime, on a rope. It doesn't matter. Both of these teams, if, if the Ravens cannot get Lamar back by the playoffs, both these teams are out in the first round. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that was an exciting finish of the game. It came. It, it it seems like the Steelers games always come down to a field goal at the end. Or they come down to a field goal. Field goals in a game. Disgusting. Almost as bad as MVS. <laughs> the slander continues. Oh, it will stay here until he is no longer a chief. We hope he scores a game-winning touchdown in the playoffs. That's fine, and I still won't give him his credit because he's been bad every other time. What if he's the Super Bowl MVP? That's not happening. Stop. Uh, no, not even if he plays out of his. Not even if he has his get best game of his career. Uh, he they will not make MVS. He could have Super Bowl MVPs. He could have four tutties and two hundred and fifty yards. He could break. And they're the giving that bitch to Pat Mahomes, whatever. And they'll Pat Mahomes threw five interceptions that game. Or Jarek McKinnon. St- they're they're giving <laughs> that bitch to Patrick Mahomes. Or Jarek McKinnon because he's going to have another nine touchdowns in sure. that game. That's it for week 17. Again, we we have no this is information. It's an NFL show. Can you tell we're Chiefs fans? No. I don't, do we, are we biased? We might be biased. Just a little. Anyway, week 17 is sort of in the books. Again, we'll keep everybody updated with any news that comes out about the Bengals-Bills game. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But major playoff implications coming major in week. Major tutties. Stop it. <laughs> Coming out in week 18, there's, you know, hopefully the Seahawks, I hope the Seahawks lose and the Sunday night game is filled with just who wants it more. That'd be the best TV, best case scenario. Let's Make sure. Lions. Yes, go Lions. want to see that happen. Make sure to check us back out on Friday for our week 18 preview before we get into the playoffs. And always remember, go Chiefs. Go, go Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs.